Hello and welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores the controversial and challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks of UCR's Counseling and Psychological Services. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi. Hi, Tosha. Hi, Dr. Parks. Second-year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Joshua Poole. Hi, Josh. How you doing, Dr. And our producer, Elliot Fong. Hi, Elliot. Hello, Dr. Parks. The views expressed on Let's Get Psyched are those of the speaker. They do not represent UCR, UCR Counseling and Psychological Services, or UCR School of Medicine. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about the struggle of transitioning from adolescence, young adulthood, to independence. Now, there's extreme versions of that. There's the movie Failure to Launch with Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker. I have not seen the movie, but I think that some people in this room have. So I'll leave it to them to describe that. The title, you pretty much. <laughs> it, it says it right there. Thing. <laughs> it, it, it writes itself, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it has to do with, you know, and really, you know, when you work at a college counseling center, I deal with this quite a bit with students. We, 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 we deal with it quite a bit. I would say, Mm, I would say um, the, either the plurality or the majority, plurality or the majority of clients at the counseling center are freshmen and sophomore because it's this transition mm -hmm. issue of, of not being able to adjust. I mean, you, you know, I'd, I'd like you, you know you all to kind of weigh in on, on some of these things, but one of the things is that I feel like you don't really have an identity that's completely separate from other people. I mean, that's just false. You, I mean, if, if people that want to try to do that, you ha you rely on people... Uh, uh, ref you seeing yourself in other people's eyes or reinforcing your own belief or understanding about who you are. And so when you suddenly lift yourself out of that and you go, to, you move halfway across the country or, or you go to um, some residence hall and some university and there's just no one that knows you, then you lose your identity. And if you're not mm -hmm. ready for that process, if you're not ready for that transition, or maybe there's other parts of you that haven't strengthened maybe enough or haven't been used to um, relying on, then it's going to be quite a shock. So how long, how many years have you been working as a, as a psychologist at a campus? Well, I came back. Say, I graduated from UCR. Mm -hmm. I went to USC to be a psychologist. Um, now, I did my practicum and my internship at UCR Counseling Center. So that's about two years or so there. And then I've worked there two years. So that's four years total. Okay. Oh, okay. What? Now, are you well, building to some point? I'm just wondering if there's like, if you've noticed a <laughs> She's difference, you. like a like a difference in time over the years that oh, you've been working with we've, students. Now we've talked about this before, but um, but the biggest difference is suicide. But you, okay. that's not the show. But I'm talking specifically talking about, about transitioning, like being able to transition. Because what I'm reading is that students now have more difficulty transitioning because parents are more helicoptery, and then once they're on their own in college, they don't have that, like. That's a really good question. Involvement, and now they're just making decisions a, on their own, and like that's a really good question. It's hard for me to 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 judge what percentage was, if there's a different percentage of problems. Whereas, um, but you know, it, it might be about equal. But then when they're coming in with these same problems and they're thinking of suicide, it's mm -hmm. it seems like okay. So it, I guess it is more of a serious problem mm -hmm. because it's more, it, or at least it's, it seems more severe to themselves. Yeah, I mean, what I was reading says that is talking about how like students have higher expectations on themselves too um and they're less able to cope with um disappointment 
does that fit in with the extent of social media in people's lives and they see all these people that are living it up and having great lives and then they, they you just can't help yourself from comparing yourself to them this article that i was reading didn't talk about that but Wait, what is the explanation for that then so mostly just in terms of how sheltered kids are once they get to college so it's talking about like generations before had a little more hands-off parenting and kids had to learn how to cope with stressors well i feel like i know for sure that there was more hands-off parenting Uh because i feel like i was an example of that like when and i feel like i i see that so i have i have kids also but when i was a kid my mom would just say goodbye uh, and in the morning and I would stay out the entire day and I would just come in at like six when it got dark and that was the only rule she would not know where I was like I was mm-hmm. in first grade and right. I, w- I would be going to like uh, halfway across town to some person's house that she never knew or going to the Seven Eleven. that, that so, is astounding what? does that feel like it's, that's astounding yeah I mean I mean if, my, my mom would always be don't get kidnapped and you'd be staying by my side all the time mm-hmm. and like yeah. I couldn't go out to the park by myself see that's when it changed the constant because I'm old I'm abducted. 52 so it changed more toward your generation wait what <laughs> but I think also wait just it, like, did you say you're 52 52 years old Josh I have never this, I did not I have know. never oh told you how old I am I have never I thought you were 36 <laughs> this <laughs> whole time well, well, we thought Elliot was 28. Bless yeah, you, that's Joshua. So crazy. Bless Do you. I not I hope know you live ages? forever, Joshua. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> Do I not know how to like ageless living? We're just Elliot and I, ageless beauties. Right Elliot, now. Elliot and I should hit the carnival circuit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 no one will get, guess you're, our age. You're 52. 52. Okay, fifth. That's unbelievable. Well, but you guys live like you have filters just IRL. Like, now I don't feel this ageless. is a separate show. We always come up with these different shows when we free think. This is a separate show. Asians look younger. Okay, is that oh, bad to say? Yeah. Asians kind of wow. look oh, younger. Are you calling me racist? My stepdad's Chinese. <laughs> I, that sounds so racist. Bad. That's why I said it really softly, but it still went out to the same people. Racist listening. is the only bad word you can use on white people. <laughs> uh, that, you know, that's, is a, that good, too controversial? that's a good can discussion. That? that maybe okay, we should. You, you're right. Fragility? We should not use the word racist. Right? White fragility. I just learned yes. about this. Yes, yes, I, I have. did not know about this before. It's I just learned about it, and I've, I've, you know, witnessed, observed, noted the what it's talking about the phenomenon it's talking about but i never knew there was a term for it it's like for some reason white people cannot handle being called racist right okay so i i actually went to a training last week last friday and we talked about white fragility and then um to a researcher that did a lot of um um, work in this area and then i made the point is is this the same thing as any other things that are connected with the majority white culture such as protestant christianity now, again, I came from that culture. I have a lot of friends still that I enjoy doing things with, but I periodically get a little bit of a victimizing thing mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Protestants saying that the government is harassing us mm-hmm. and it's so t- hard to right. be a Christian in this country. Yeah. 71% of people are Protestants. You, you're the big dogs. Right. You own it. You, yeah. You're the Among big dogs in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't get where this victim. I, I think it just feel. I think that, yeah, this it could be associated with this white fragility thing. I've heard it said that when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like you're being subjugated. Right. Yes. So yes. It's always it talk about equality where this white fragility thing comes in. Yeah. Qu- equality of religion, mm-hmm. equality of position and status and of wealth. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's when it They're comes. They're more in. equal than we are. We have taken such a different turn on the show. Yeah, this Very was different. about failure. Well, we wanted to, we want to go back to, to you Matthew shouldn't have told me that you're 52. All right, all right, all right. This whole Let's thing go back have... <laughs> to Matthew Mahonake. 
Okay, so this let's let's zip back. So let's, let's finish up with the, um, your ideas you brought up, Tosha, about kids are sheltered about and folks. Yeah, so then when I, they get to college, they don't have. Yeah, that. so I feel that definitely my friends and I were given free reign to just do whatever they. She didn't. My my mom, because um, my dad worked a lot, we worked a couple jobs and all that, and then he, my mom didn't know where I was at. She just relied on me to come back and relied on my judgment to not go places where I shouldn't go, and then that was it. But I I see now. Yes, pe- kids are not allowed to pl- to stray very far. They're kept very close to the almost their yard area. They're doing a lot more in their parents' view because of of a lot of I I I agree. A lot of the the media shows like really terrible, horrible things. So as I as a parent, absolutely, I was less permissive with freedom and getting uh, having kids leave my sight than than current. Mm-hmm. Than my, than when I was a when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I agree with that. So is that do you feel like that is a good way to explain why there's more helicopter parents now? Well, also I think that there's more of a sense of danger because of media reports because of media because reports of, of yeah, um, risk like, and murder and things. Like yeah, that. like in the '60s, I think a lot of parents it wasn't on their radar that like my kid could be abducted in my hometown. That sort of thing doesn't yeah. happen here. Do you know what I mean? I think that was more the mentality, and now it's more like my mom regularly prepped us about what to do when abducted. Yeah, like that was a a constant thing. Right now it's like, don't touch my child. <laughs> yeah, right. like I guess in the past they used to, you know, people used to like pat the heads of childrens at stoplights and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw that in a movie. I don't know if that's real. I remember when feels... I now, no, you dare not touch a kid now. No, oh, for sure. I remember I was at a grocery store. I was little. My mom was carrying me, and one of the guys in the produce, like, like, tapped on my belly and was like, "This is what a ripe watermelon sounds like." (laughs) Like, what the heck? I'm really sorry that happened to you, (laughs) Tosha. That's like the that's like the weirdest thing ever. Oh no! (laughs) It was cute, you know. It's Fresno. But okay, so. (laughs) What what do you when you when you are in your practice? So how do you help? young folks and young, you work with adolescents mm-hmm. Joshua so how do you help adolescents prepare for adulthood what do you what do you think is a big challenge can you can you predict it if someone's going to have a difficulty with adulthood I, and what what, what are you looking it, for how, how do you judge that I don't see it as pathological I think that this whole failure launch thing is kind of an evolutionary development as we become a very industrialized society that puts more and more focus on intellectual prowess so I mean, everybody's told to go to college, but going to college is expensive. And if you can stay at home, you stay at home, you know, you and then the, when you get out of college, it's very hard to find a job. So you kind of a lot of people end up moving back in with their parents. But I think mm-hmm. the the stage of final development for us has become more and more protracted, whereas I think in previous centuries, like, you know, 13, you're a man or 18, right. you're a man. That's now a it's point. like, well, we don't have a way to delineate what becomes you know, a fully fledged adult. So we kind of have this more drawn out, protracted period. Kind Even of policy wise, health yep. insurance you get until, until 26. 26. Yeah. yeah. That, that's very good point to understand the, the economic development part of it. And mm-hmm. you know, capitalism has, has led to some of this stuff. So I, I just, I don't know. Like if kids were like, well, I'll probably stay with my parents till 25. I'd be like, well, yeah, that's probably what'll happen. My kids had a, a little bit of a struggle. Um, one one of my kids moved in their girlfriend mm-hmm. to without me knowing <laughs> and and attempted to, to make it yes and attempted to <laughs> just keep it going without me knowing 
um, because they were she was going to get up early enough and and, and leave. He he doesn't care. I love him to death, my 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 kid, and so he doesn't care if I talk about these kinds of things. Um, uh, but he, this it, is it, it, like just a little bit of in. a struggle. But you know what? This is a you know you know what thing is that we made a requirement that you better be going to school or working. So that was gotcha. or yeah. you're going to have to be you're going to have to leave. You have to leave the nest. But yes, I feel like in Europe, like we were talking a little bit before the show, mm-hmm. Tosha, about in Europe, they're they're more um, lax on that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel in the United States, we I know Spain was Spain yeah. and Italy. I feel where there's uh, uh, and it's mostly men. We're talking about yeah, men, men mostly that are bachelors. They like their mm-hmm. they they enjoy their income. They live rent free. Their mom will often like do the laundry or make mm-hmm. meals. Continue with that, and mm-hmm. they it's fine. Yeah, it's just normal. So that that's the that's the it's more culturally accepted. Yeah. Whereas I feel in the United States, it's more, hey, 18, so you can need to get going on education or working or something. Right. Do you feel like there's is there something to be said of one's better than the other? Not really. Only if it's causing stress for one party, then it's a problem. Right? Yeah. It's, that's what I'm saying. If, yeah. if someone doesn't want it, it's a problem. If yeah. someone doesn't like it, it's a problem. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to go to you know UCR for undergrad and and, and medical school, which I, you know I live down the street, so I've been able to stay at home for all those ones and save a fortune and able to like living with folks. But that meant that I didn't move out till I was twenty five, so it was like it's kind of almost expected that it was like well you're going to be your job is your school is your job. That's what I was told. Your school is your job. That's and what you, I was told too. Growing you get up. that done and then you can go and do that. With the expectation that later on you'll take care of us. Yeah. You know? right. no, the, you're bettering yourself. Right. Which I, I, I'm wondering is more and more of a thing with like people not just doing undergrad, but like going back and getting masters or PhDs, you know, like you, yeah. the educational process is becoming more and more protracted. I mean, for your parents, it was an investment because look at you now. Sure. <laughs> when they're old, then they can depend yeah. on your Cash income. In, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, but now what about the um, the Matthew McConaughey version of uh, Failure to Launch? Where um, so what? How do you deal with that if they're enjoying it? Like, what do you like? I can see like you're helping people kind of address the the the, the difficulty. I, yeah, I haven't seen this in adults. I've seen it in kids though. When I've been outpatient in child clinics, and the moms will come in complaining that all he wants to do is play video games. He doesn't want to go to school. Oh yeah. Um, I've seen that. and. I mean, we just have to have a conversation about setting rules that everyone agrees on on the house. Like even just phone access, you know, um, for a lot of kids coming to our hospital, they feel it is their right to have phone access. To have their, It's their phone, even though they're not paying for it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Do you feel like we've become less authoritarian as a culture and, and the kids have more power now? Like as that's the last 30 years? That's how the parents years. that I've been talking to on the hospital unit that's what they're saying but i don't know as as a guardian i feel like i don't want to say authoritarian but you got to set guidelines and got to be consistent with these guidelines Mm -hmm. and and you'll have like a better person with better behavior or else they're going to think that they can walk all over you is there any positive to kids having more power than in like let's say 40 years ago power i don't know i feel like kids had a lot of power i mean 40 50 years ago i mean Oh, they got dirty and played in the mud, and oh, they had more freedom to be outside, freedom. right? Outside of the... okay, okay. That's but different. in but inside, you better not swear. You better do everything you're told to do, yeah. and you better mm-hmm. you're gonna get it, basically. Mm. Do you feel like there's any? So there's less abuse, maybe less 
corporal I've, punishment and physical abuse. I've heard more kids talking about how like they have a seat at the table in the discussion of like what happens. Whereas oh, we, democratic mm-hmm. parenting, yeah, for yeah. sure. Whereas my mm-hmm. parents talked about like, no, you were along for the ride. You know, you would, with their parents, they're like, no, you just you don't pay rent. You you know, this is our house. We run things, right? Whereas mm-hmm. I've I've heard a lot of parents talk about sort of more of a democratic decision. I don't know. I haven't heard about that. No. no, for sure. Democratic parenting is a thing. Yes. Is it? Yep, what's, your, sure. what's your hot take on democratic parenting? Um, As opposed to I, like I'll say this. that I was from more of an authoritarian type of situation, but except when I was outside playing and doing whatever <laughs> I wanted. Um, but when I saw and democratic parenting, there's a, I actually remember seeing the parenting um, a binder where there was democratic parenting. And so um, I was a little shocked. Yeah. Yes, I was a little shocked. But... I understand some of the parts of it are helpful, meaning that you want to teach how to resolve problems, how to come to decisions, and but we all know who's in charge. But we want to role model and teach mm. these things. Now, if you if they take that democratic parenting and think that everyone's on equal basis, one person, one vote, then right. I know you've gone <laughs> in the wrong direction. That's not oh, what we wanted. I agree with that. No, you, no, and you know, as far as the research, it's author, uh, uh, um, authoritative parenting, which is you have high standards, and but you and but you're very loving. If you're just joining us, we're talking about failure to launch. We're talking about the difficult transition of young people, you know, adult adolescents and adults, that to make that transition to be independent. What are some of the things that can incentivize, or what kind of the things that as a parent can you do? to help your young person go out into the world and be an independent functioning person. Before the remark about the the break, you were mentioning the difference between authoritative and authoritarian. I actually don't what is the difference? Yeah, so there? authoritarian is is more might 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 makes right. Um uh, you do what I say. Mm-hmm. Um and no no don't give me no guff, you know. Don't Whereas uh, <laughs> authoritative and it's very shaming, okay. punishing, punishing culture, okay. you know. Whereas authoritative is high standards and I really love you. And you can make it, but I always have high standards. I want you to. Is do. that real? Is that Mary Poppins? Is that Mary Poppins? Is that like the goal? That's the goal. And then the other, the other, the, the third one is permissive parenting or laissez-faire parenting. Nice. <laughs> Which one did you think you had? You definitely had authoritarian. I had no. I think I no. had a, authoritative. Uh, yeah. A, okay. A good. Pretty good. A pretty good blend. Nice, there were some hard nice. lines that you know were more authoritarian in there but uh, most of it I th- I'd say was very authoritative and then in the other points it was kind of democratic when I was older nice yeah when I was, was older. authoritative for sure authoritative yeah. okay yeah. authoritative authoritative is the best form of parenting yes mm-hmm. It, mm. it, it, people that have highest self esteem mm. yes no I think authoritarian parenting can be damaging because it's, like, it's lack of confidence uh, making somebody unsure of themselves and you know it can be very damaging like oh am I doing this right like being af- afraid to fail and failure is such a learning experience you know I you know like entrepreneurs and things like that a lot of failures before success and so I mean that kind of falls into the topic of yeah I feel like all um, during the day I feel like I deal a lot of re- trying to reverse the damage of authoritarian parenting shaming punishing kind of parenting I try mm-hmm. to try, always trying to undo that um, so you can kind of see where parents would try to go in the opposite way and, and then they end up being more permissive more lax or more letting things go but do that you, can be hard too do you see a, a distinct type of pathology arise from 
each. So like authoritarian parents produce anxious kids. They kids, use whereas... yeah more and more anxious, um, more neurotic, more depressed, more self hating. But interestingly, uh, interestingly though, um, when they were um, uh, identifying um, uh, authoritarian personalities, many of those authoritarian personalities came from harsh disciplinarians. And but the the difference was is they liked it. They thought that that's what they should have gotten. They should have gotten the belt, and they that taught me, and that's made me the man yeah. or the woman I am. I hear that from a lot of like parents or yeah. even just my patients. They talk about that. I'm like, why did you? Those want are authoritarian that? personalities. Huh. Yeah, and so it could go that way too. But you know, sometimes underlying that, un- underneath that, there's a little bit of self hatred. You know, when, sure. you, when you get a little more vulnerable. But yeah, and permissive. Permissive is um, more unsure, low self-esteem because they felt they never got the firm guidance, hmm. and so um, they're just, they, um, you know. And, and some people, you know, honestly, some people are resilient. Like I tell, I, I interview, I talk to some people, and it's amazing how permissive their parents were, but they they turned out so well because it, there's something about the genetics or they're, they're yeah. just a resilience where they right thing, they learned, right? yeah, mm-hmm. they learned that their parents. Were, shouldn't have been parents. They shouldn't have. So they took it on themselves. They did. They got. They they actually responded in the other way of almost kind of almost parenting there, mm. which is not good either. I understand that, but they became hyper responsible, um, mm. high high achievers. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend um, like that. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people. Like That's that. but it's not overall. You don't want to parent your parents. You don't want to feel like you have to step in and be the responsible person. You're the kid, right? You want to rely on your parents to do all that stuff. Do you think permissive parenting? produces uh, failure to launch more than authoritarian type parenting? Oh, I would definitely say so. You think so? Well, okay, yeah. the, now I'm, we're talking about the Matthew McConaughey version. Where he Matthew. Was, uh, now, again, I never, I never watched the movie, but he was enjoying it, right? Is that the thing? Yeah. Was his mom Kathy Bates? Was I that, don't remember. I don't remember. But <laughs> now another but Dolores Claiborne, uh, um, humorous that? failure, another humorous failure to launch would be Step Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they were both extremely that was very permissive. interesting. Yes, they very were permissive, but well, but the dad was always angry and flying off the handle. Every <laughs> just once ineffectual. In a while. Right, he was very ineffectual. <laughs> right, right. He would just be posed. Right, but yes, the mother was a permissive. And for you sure. know, the interesting thing about that movie was, um, I did regrettably see it, and the problem, with, <laughs> like Sarah Jessica Parker's character, they like brought her in as this type. You're talking this about failure to launch. Failure, failure to launch, yeah, okay. not Step, Step Brothers. Step Brothers I'm happy I saw that one. Yeah. The failure to launch one, she was brought in as like this fixer type character, where right. she's like, I That's come right. in and I get men out. She like falls in love is, with is a he, guy, which is like a huge boundary violation. But the other thing is like. <laughs> That's the thing she does, right? She's supposed to fall in like, love and tempt the guy, right? Oh, I don't. So is she a sociopath or something? So right, yeah. Was she? Oh, I think she is. That's, a per- is he a that's so messed up. That sounds so messed up, yes. That's, I'm almost that's glad really I didn't watch up. it now. Yeah, because if you think about it, that like, what kind of dynamic would that set up in your relationship that somebody yeah. would want your significant other to come and become your parent and then the psycho sexual them. And then jilt them, right, that? later. Because they, they know yeah. that's coming, right? They just wanted him out of the house and they know they're going to be jilted. Man, I did not realize that, that premise is deeply yeah, disturbing. Right. Wow. No, there's... Anyway, that's Hollywood. Plus, it was that's Hollywood. So. But plus, plus what? No, it was poorly executed. Well, I don't know. Uh, wasn't that the, who's the guy that was uh, I think it made in money. Uh, *Stars Born*? I think it made money. Remember that guy, the *Stars Born* guy? Yes. Uh, Bra- uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He was in it, and that was cool. Oh, okay, was well, he was the friend that was also cool with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think Zoe Deschanel was in it too. Did he think that he had it set made in the shade? He's like, 
dude, you got it great. Your mom does your laundry and makes your. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually Just remember much of this was a long this time movie. ago. Wow. I think we're I'm getting away from it. We're I'm gonna sorry. lead a lot of people to renting it this weekend. Yeah, they're like, watching it. Was that like 2005? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Moving on to the actual point of what we're talking about here is failure to launch. Is there ever a situation where it's due to like severe mental illness that we we excuse? Maybe you mentioned like agoraphobia. Yeah, yeah. Earlier. You know what? I see. I feel like there's a very big difference between um, agoraphobia, right, and anxiety and depression. Um, you know, I spent two years in at my house and not really doing much. And I was, it was because of depression and anxiety. And so, yeah, I think that was a mental health issue, basically. Who's, who's that Food Network star that uses all the butter? <laughs> like blue eyes. Oh, um, and the person that got in trouble for the racist. Yeah, for stuff. the racist comment, she had agoraphobia. Really? How old was she when she had it? No, she. I think she still might she have still it. Well, yeah. was it Paula after Dean? the rate? Paula Dean. Is it after the racist stuff, and now she has to stay inside? No, it was before gonna, all oh, that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so she has agoraphobia. Yeah, maybe she know. was traumatized by the backlash. Yeah, and that gave her. Yeah. But no, I I agree that that, that that there's mental health issues. But when do you identify someone as kind of like a spoiled kid? A, a grown up, spoiled grown up. He's been spoiled, and it's a mental health issue. Like, how do you make that? And just you know, and it's a wider question of you know, when you're dealing with patients um, or clients, what? How do you recognize? Okay, this person, this well, is person's like, what, been spoiled. What do they enjoy? But, like, are they enjoying being at home, or do they enjoy? Do they wish they had friends and they could go to the mall, go to the movies, and they can't? Okay, so level of insight, out, it's like, sure. egocentric, egodystonic. Sure. So yeah. do they like what the lifestyle, or do they feel yeah. miserable because yeah. of it? Okay, that's how you make the. Yeah. So basically, the stepbrother premise and Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey were both liking it. <laughs> Yes. So they were just spoiled. They didn't, there's no mental health issues there. <laughs> well, maybe with the stepbrothers. Maybe definitely was mental delay. Wait, stepbrothers, definitely there was mental health issues. <laughs> definitely. And they thought it was great. So wait, how would you deal with that one? I think that's a success would, story. Didn't they end up like becoming very, you know, He did the, the Catalina mixer. Yeah. Right? Catalina wine but, mixer. Well, but wait, wait. But I, okay, I just be serious for a second. I feel like in these situations... <laughs> If a parent came to me and said, this is the situation of my adult son, blah, 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 I would say, okay, we need to have some family therapy. We need to have some yeah, family yeah, therapy. Totally. And so um, yeah. invite the person to come here. Well, he won't show up. Okay, I, well, then the invitation is still available. You can, you know, there's different. Well, what can I do? Okay. Well, so, you know, what what are you, what is he getting from you What uh, on a regular basis? Right. Is it something that you can start scaling back on and, and, mm-hmm. and or you can encourage him to, to show up to the family therapy sessions and then we can kind of talk about these things? There's something that maybe he wants to kind of resolve. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways, I feel like a lot, a lot of them, they don't really think this is their best life. They're living their best life. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Was Matthew yeah. McConaughey really living Maybe, his yeah. best, he, best life? He loved it, from what I recall. Could I he bring girls over? About could, this he bring, movie. could he bring women like over? I, see, I think the thing is that those people who are, um, like, quote, victims or being pushed, pushed, you know, pushovers, um, they aren't realizing how much they're giving to this person, how much this person. Yes. Right. 
receives right. from having this relationship with them, right? Mm -hmm. So once they start piecing together, oh wait, I'm paying for the internet, I'm right. paying for the water, I'm paying for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. These are the things that I have over them that I can use to try to like start making some boundaries. No, no, for when myself. we talk about boundaries and we talk about cognitive behavioral therapy for the parents, meaning that we're gonna try to help with alter, like look at it a little bit differently, that they're thinking that if I don't make three meals a day on time and wash his clothes, then I'm being mean. And I'm, right. I'm that means I'm not loving. Right. And right. that and then he's gonna be angry at me and then I feel mm -hmm. like a bad person. Right. So that that's what you're confronting. Yeah. And so that you're gonna want to gradually start challenging some of these these way these perceptions and are, are there different yeah. ways of looking at this what bothers you about this picture there's something about it bothers you that's why you came to my office right. so tell me a little bit more about that follow those lines mm -hmm. to see where the cracks are and like oh yeah no that doesn't make sense yeah i don't i don't want that for my kid if they can see that the more loving thing to do is to start scaling back on uh, on what they're giving on a regular basis and kind of facilitating this kind of stay at home on kind of unproductive behavior then uh, I feel like then they can then um, uh, eventually get to the point where they can make some real boundaries like you were talking about Tosha mm -hmm. like, like set boundaries and feel okay about it now mm -hmm. it's going to be very uncomfortable for them in the beginning though. yes very because yeah. they're not used to it I've had some friends that have like had to pay rent to their to their parents to live in their house but how much was parents, the rent was it way under market value yeah well then that's kind of but it you know yeah. it's just so still that they're not that like up. crippling them but then some of them even reported that like they saved up all the rent that they gave them and then they gave it to them when they moved out as like a down payment for a house and stuff Aww. so it was like I, a, oh my gosh i've had that yeah. same idea it's like that a, i would like do a that loving way to keep boundaries but then also to you know be gracious like encouraging yeah. them to go but see this. but see yeah but the tough thing is that you know when you buy a house they want to see a record of m monthly payments so how they do they 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 give them a receipt yeah i didn't know <laughs> i didn't get into that level of detail <laughs> well we'll talk off after after the show uh, josh <laughs> i didn't ask about them that. about so, their credit um, score I, I, i'm gonna make <laughs> you saved all the receipts right yeah so like how did you demonstrate proof of in no okay <laughs> I'm going to take an Terry abrupt Bradshaw turn because I just remembered. Um, just remembered that. Oh, what was that? Okay. Terry Bradshaw, I think, was in failure to launch. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Okay. Terry Bradshaw is the quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, just popped in my head. Go ahead, sorry. Well, that's that's all the time we have, actually, Joshua. So thank you. I'm glad you put in that Terry Bradshaw comment because we really benefited from it, and the listeners did as well. Um, thank you for joining us for this edition of Let's Get Psyched. Today we discussed uh, failure to launch or the difficulty in transition from young adulthood or adolescence into adult independent adulthood. Thank you to our co-hosts, Dr. Toshi Yamaguchi and Dr. Joshua Poole, and as well, Elliot Fong, our producer. If you have comments or questions or suggestions for the show, you can write us on getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. That's getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. Thank you, Elliot, for producing this show. This episode was recorded in the studios of KUCR on the campus of the University of California, Riverside. I've been your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched. Let's get psyched.